Hey y'all, it is Brittany Geneva back with another episode of Geneva Says. Um, it hasn't been that long since the last episode, so this feels like some good progress um, as I am on my continued journey to get more consistent with the pod because I know I, I, I just have to say like, thank you guys so much for the wonderful kind messages that I get people um, are so encouraging and so uplifting. And I really, really thank you. I thank you for listening. This just, it makes me feel so happy that anybody wants to listen to this at all. Even if it was just one person, I would be like, wow, thank you. And the fact that it's more than one, thank you a lot. So I really, really appreciate you. Um, so today I'm jumping right in. I have been seeing so much stuff like back to back to back to back to back it was like it was calling my name like there's only one thing i can talk about for this episode because i'm seeing the same theme pop up over and over and over again like i have to get into it like okay so the other day on twitter new york times which has you know posts a lot of like cooking and like recipe things on twitter posted a recipe for jollof rice and it looked amazing. I mean, that rice looked good as fuck. I was like, Ooh, I'm, I might have to make it. I've never tried my hand at the jollof, but I'll try it this time. And I looked at the comments. <laughs> These folks were like, y'all just go, just go, or, uh, go on Twitter and search like New York times jollof rice. I'll also like see if I can put a link somewhere for y'all to see it. But like, these folks were hilarious. Like, don't eat this. It gives it gives you diarrhea. Somebody said, "Don't eat it. It made me gay." Don't eat it. It made it made my um, testicles swell up. Like Nicki Minaj cousin. <laughs> don't eat this. It made me it made me go insane. And I'm like, yo, the links that we are now going to to protect the culture. Like, I am okay with it. Like. Folks are tired. We are tired of seeing black things just be out for the world's consumption for them to take it, probably make more money off of it than we could ever imagine. So I, I appreciate the fact that we're taking matters into our own hands. I um, It reminds me too of like, this is a little bit older. Like this was probably uh, a month or two ago at this point on Twitter I mean, on uh, TikTok, all of like these white women were talking about these. Uh, is it Miel? Is that how you say the name of that hair brand? Anyways, I'm going to say Miel. That's how it's spelled. And there's like some they have some sort of scalp drops that like help your hair grow. And apparently I've never used it, but apparently it's been like a staple of like black hair care for years and years. Miel is a black owned brand. And that now all of a sudden the white girls are like, oh, this has been done wonders for my hair. <laughs> I saw I saw people using the filters, women using the filters to make their to make themselves look bald. Don't use don't use the drops. <laughs> don't use them. People say, oh no, I used it and it burned my hair off and and I went crazy. No, don't don't use the drops. And I'm just like, you know what? It's extra, but I'm fine. You know, I'm fine with us saying maybe we can protect our things from people because they are constantly taking it's even 
I, you know, I can think of so many examples when the TikTok girl said, we're not going to do a dance for Megan the Stallion thought shit. Like y'all going to have to come up with your own dance. And then other folks on TikTok fell apart. They didn't know what to do. Black people, please, you guys have to make a dance so we can copy it. And then we can go on Jimmy Fallon like that. They are just constantly looking to us to create the things for them. And to give them the things that they can then capitalize on. And I'm just, I'm, I'm actually very happy to see us starting to really like actively push against that. And I know some people might feel like that's extreme or why would you want to do that? Like, why would you support that? But at the end of the day, like, I, I feel like outside of the black community, who else has, who else has everything taken from them? I mean, really, that's obviously our heritage and our history in this country is things being taken from us. And so that has continued through our experience to the point where there is absolutely nothing that can be off limits. There can be, there's nothing that we can keep between us. And the, the part about it that is extremely harmful is not just, okay, you took this dance and you got more views than I did when I posted it. It's that that translates to money that tra on these platforms, those extra views translate to money. So the original person who did it or said it or wore it or whatever it is, is not making money, but you put, wh what did Gabrielle Union say? You put some blonde hair on it and now you're making the money. Now you're the one that gets to go on Jimmy Fallon and teach him how to do the dances. Like, what's that about? So at the end of the day, it's not just that people are taking things from us. It's that they are taking things from us and then making more money off of it than we do for the original. And that's where it really gets dangerous. And that's where it really becomes something where like, okay, wait a second, we actually do need to take matters into our own hands and like protect our culture from vultures who just want to like exploit it and appropriate it and not, and not respected. And I think every time black people think like that and say that kind of thing, people become immediately a reverse racism. Why would you want to, why would you want to do that? Blah, blah, blah. No, I just, what other culture is punished, is looked down on for trying to protect the things that are theirs? What other culture has to deal with constant, constant, never ending uh, attempts at exploiting and appropriating what they say and do? There are so many things that are perfectly fine for other cultures to just say, this is ours. Like, this is what we do, you know, and you're not welcome. And people be like, okay, thanks. But with black people, God forbid, we just say, no, no, thanks. You can't come. You're not invited. It's closed, you know, get somebody else to do it. No, you cannot do it as black people. And, and the reason why they want to make us feel so guilty about it is because they need us to profit. Like, let black people stop creating all content right now and see what ha what's going to happen to the marketing campaigns, what's going to happen to the video games, what's going to happen to the fashion, what's going to happen to anything culture in this country, because all of it starts with black people. So it's, let us stop putting things into the world right now and see, see what happens. Them ads is about to be dry. Then look, that social feed is about to be dry. The meme accounts is not going to have anything to steal. 
because we are the ones that come up with that. We are the ones that keep giving y'all the sweet, sweet content. And, but we aren't the ones making money off of it. At least if, mm, but we aren't the ones making money off of it, y'all. But look, but I have to, let me take that back. Let me take that back. Or let me add something to it, I should say, because we, we are seeing more instances where there are black people making money off of sharing more things about black culture and, you know, from their own original content. But that also sort of sometimes is a little bit of a conflict for me too. So an example is I just saw that Prentice Penny, who was a showrunner for Insecure. So he is very much steeped into like a black content world. And now he has a deal with Hulu through this thing they have called Onyx, which is like their platform for black content. And the, I've seen a lot like Onyx stuff be good. Like they had a show called Reasonable Doubt. Oh my God. Injected into my veins. Like that was such a good show. So it's not bootleg content or it's not like to be shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> If you don't know what I'm talking about, please go on Twitter and just search to be and enjoy. So he is creating, you know, for Hulu through this Onyx um, platform, a docuseries called Black Twitter that's focused on the rise of Black Twitter and the importance of it in society. I mean, if you're not a part of it, it's very hard to explain, but Black Twitter is very much ha has had a huge impact like on on our culture and on our society and and people routinely think twice about think like pe you know people of note people with some following think twice about what they say and they go mm, is black twitter gonna cancel me if i you know whether or not you agree with it or whether or not you enjoy it black twitter is very influential and powerful and has become, is, is the reason why Twitter exists. Again, to what I said earlier, let black Twitter stop creating all content right now. Elon Musk's little shit is going to fall to the ground. It probably is already. I don't, you know, Twitter is on its way out the door, you know, but the only thing holding it together right now is black Twitter and our content. And I can say our, because I am a part of black Twitter proudly, but at the end of the day, like so few creators are responsible for pretty much all of the content on Twitter. And most of those creators, if they're not bots are black people, like we are, we are like the thing that makes Twitter go. So it is important. I mean, I'm not saying it's not like an important thing. And like, there is a story to tell about black Twitter, but it does make me wonder, like, did anybody ask for this? Like, Everybody who's on Black Twitter knows what it is. If you aren't on it, you probably don't care. So who is even going to be watching this? People who already know. And then now, I mean, are you just giving the blueprint for, for folks to come in and understand how to infiltrate, for lack of a better word, this, this subculture? Because that has already happened. In 2016, Russian bots got on social media platforms, Twitter and others, and created like black lives matter pages pages that look like they were pro-black to spread misinformation to black people that is already happening there's are there's already 
one like notable black female Twitter page that has been exposed as actually being run by a white male. So we already have situations where people have come in and tried to appear to be a part of black Twitter in order to influence or somehow gain from the community. And now like, is it helpful for us to now put on this very broad platform of Hulu, a documentary that's like, look at all the things you can do on black Twitter, you know, here's all the, you know, and then how many people, how many, how much content is going to be featured in that documentary? And are those content creators getting paid? All of the people who contribute and make black Twitter was what it is and who are like the cornerstones of it. Are they going to get paid for their content being featured in this documentary? And then now we're, now we're back to the same thing that I was saying earlier, where, you know, it's not just the exploitation of the content itself, but the fact that you're making money off, off of it while the content creator isn't. And even though the person making money is black in this case, print is penny. What, I mean, look, these are questions, right? I haven't seen the documentary. It's not out, but I do have to wonder, is this helpful and are you just participating in more exploitation of black content creators? And so I just, all of these things sort of happening like back to back are just, are causing me to think a lot about like, what, you know, what do we need to do to protect the culture? And have we gotten to a point now where we've just sort of jumped the shark and that content rules everything, you know, and it doesn't matter who it's about or what it's about or what, you know, cause even gosh, I, I need to get off Twitter. Cause I, every single, I'm about to change the name of this podcast to, I saw it on Twitter because <laughs> I was just about to make reference to a tweet that I saw of a young woman who was saying that, you know, social media used to be like when we first got on social media in like 2007 or something like it was about just staying connected to people. You're sharing things with like your friends and family. And now we've sort of been conditioned even against our will to be content creators. Like we, we didn't try it. We just woke up one day and felt this like push to be like, I have to create content. Everything is content. And I, and I feel like that is, getting that is like broadly how we are as a society now we're just like it's all about content as content is king and like prentice penny was hired or not hired but like had a contract with hulu to create various things for uh for this onyx platform so now his job is i have to come up with content that literally like that's what i have to do and when you are, when your bottom line revolves around creating content, how easy might it be to start crossing lines with content? And we see this all the time. People are oversharing. I mean, Carisha, I don't need to know that you enjoy golden showers. Like, I just feel like that's something maybe if you have like a Patreon and you have people who pay to follow you, you can tell them that. But like, why are you saying that on your revolt podcast? Like it's too much, you know? And like people doing these like really tasteless pranks on YouTube and people who like post stuff that they know is just like wrong or like, gonna get a rise out of people just so they can get the engagement like 
we've already gotten to this point where people are so desperate to put content into the world that there's no sort of limit as to what that content can be. And, and I feel like a little bit of that is applying to like, we're putting like content from the culture, from black culture is being put into the world by people who just, who need to be able to put content in the world. So yes, you have the outsiders who are trying to, um, you know, exploit and profit off of that because they can't think of anything cool on their own. But then you also have members of the black community who are like, well, shit, I'm getting paid and I need some. So I'm about to shine a light on, uh, you know, on this black stuff that we do. Nobody's talking about that. There's a reason why let's like, maybe everybody doesn't need to be talking about it. You know, like, can we, can we be okay with keeping some things closer to the vest? Because we know the dangers that can happen when we just, when, when access is given to folks who mean us no good. So it's hard because look, I'm sitting here y'all 17 minutes into a podcast, right? I am a content creator, right? So I too have the same, like I am, you know, if things go the way I want them to go for my life, I would like to start being able to make money off of my content and maybe even sustain my life and not have to have a regular job off of my content. So I am literally the people that I'm talking about in terms of folks who have to create, like folks who are constantly in a state of thinking, what can I be creating? And that is, that's scary because now it makes it so that there's access to anything and everything, unless you decide within yourself as a creator that I'm not going to cross certain boundaries. I'm not going to give access to certain things, you know? And so I've, I've really, now this has been a true rant, you all, like, I really didn't even like have a big plan for this podcast. I just like started talking and all, (laughs) all of this came out, but and I don't, I don't have like necessarily like a very buttoned up conclusion, but all, I think I'm just thinking more and encourage us maybe to all think more about, you know, what it means to, you know, protect our culture, what it means if you are a content creator, you're putting things out in the world to, to have a filter of thinking about what would I, you know, do I need to hold back some access and some exposure? And, you know, for, for those who are, are part of our own community, just to, to think more critically about, you know, what are we putting out there? And I, again, I'm not saying, it, you know, with specific reference to this Twitter documentary, I'm not saying it's going to be bad or it's going to be something that's just like a mess. It might be very good. It might be very well done. It may turn out that the, that the creators featured within it are getting some type of compensation, which would be great. But those are the questions that we need to be asking. When we see that, we need to say, are the, are the creators being paid? Why are you making this? What kind of story are you telling? Have you thought about the potential downfalls of this? Like we, It's another layer of sort of media literacy that we need to be having, in my opinion, to make sure that we are not so, you know, so deep into the content sharing that we're forgetting about like, okay, but what are we giving access to? And that can apply to like a lot of different things. Obviously I'm coming from the point of view of like 
thinking about our culture and thinking about things that have already been so hard for us to be able to have to ourselves. But that could be about someone's romantic relationship, or that could be about someone's family. You know, all content creators should think about what are their boundaries going to be. And I think, you know, black content creators specifically let let's think more critically about like our boundaries and what we're putting out into the world and what we're potentially giving exposure to. Um, so anyways, that was just a, a quick little, I would love y'all's thoughts. I really would. Now this is one where I really, really, really would like for y'all to talk back to me and tell me what you think, you know, find me on social media. I'm on Twitter, obviously all the time. Um, <laughs> Brittany underscore Geneva, um, and on Instagram, the Geneva says, um, and I'm also on YouTube, I have my YouTube channel for the podcast. So comment on there. Uh, but I, I definitely would be interested in people's point of view on this. Uh, cause I think it's, I think it's an interesting thing for us to have to think about, like in the world that we live in 2023, where content is taking over our lives. So, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Really appreciate you as always. I will be back, uh, very soon. <laughs> and this is the Geneva says podcast. Thank y'all. Bye.